I'm Linda Van Falkenberg. And I'm Ron Gore. And, and you're listening, listening to, to the, the Co Parent Academy, Academy Podcast. Podcast. Talking about parallel parenting. Here we have a Reddit post where someone is saying that they have a 15-year-old and a 12-year-old and saying that things just are not working out, that uh, he or she cannot get along with the other parents, that you know sometimes one is reasonable and the other isn't, and then they switch roles. So it's not just casting aspersions at the other parent. Yeah, that was a pretty interesting comment that they yeah. didn't just blame the other parents. So, right, that's a good know, sign. I I always, you know, reading between the lines, I'm like, well, I think these people might could might could do it. That's exactly <laughs> what I thought. These are people who sound like they could co-parent. We, we're really kind of polyamorous, baby. We we I know. we think we can work about anything out. Well, because we've seen so many cases that are seemingly horrific, and it works yes. out. Yes. So this person is saying, should we? Just get ready. Should we give up and just parallel parent? And, you know, we've heard different definitions of parallel parenting, depending on who you ask. But to my understanding, the basic idea is that you are running two households completely independently of each other as much as absolutely possible. You're not having phone calls with the kids back and forth. You're not talking together about decisions. Um, you're just living your two separate lives. And the child just happens to go back and forth between the homes. I was telling you that, you know, 25 to 30 years ago, I had a very similar situation before I ever knew anything called parallel parenting or even a terminology co-parenting, you know, just my husband and, and his little girl, you know, they, they were seeing each other only every other weekend because that's typically what dad's got back then. And the, um, you know, we did our own thing with her when we had her and she had her own wardrobe at our house and for whatever we wanted to have her do with us. And except for the drop off pickup situation, they really didn't speak to each other or uh, ever think about what the other one was doing. Yeah. You and I were looking at some of the materials because we wanted to make sure that we were on the same page about what people are referring to as parallel parenting, because everyone, everyone seems to say it a little bit differently, you know, it depends on who you ask is what right. the definition is. And we were looking at one video in which the person was saying that, um, think of it as sort of like parallel play for kids and that that's right. where the term came from. Um, and you made the point that, that that's just what guys do. Well, yeah, boys especially, you know, I've, I've watched children play for 43 years on a playground, and I can tell you the the little boys especially are in an area where they can be, you know, like digging something up or pounding with something, and <laughs> and they're really not collaborating on the structure they're building or anything like that. They're right. just... But they're very happy and compatible to both be there at that space. And I don't know if if this is what she's saying or he, I don't know who, who is writing this even, but I don't know that it's um, that they're expecting there to be more compatibility as parents if they do it that way. Perhaps they are meaning that. 
Well, and we, you and I were also talking about the fact that when little boys grow up to be big boys, we do things like play golf and other sports. You're still parallel playing. <laughs> it's still parallel playing. You know, I can come back from a whole weekend with my best friend in the whole world and my wife will ask me how he is. I'm like, oh, I don't know. And she could probably in five minutes with him right. at the beginning or ending of that weekend, find out all about the right. serious stuff in his life. Exactly. Mm-hmm. But, you know, the thing that strikes me about that is that we may be parallel playing, playing golf, but we're playing the same game. Right. With the same set of rules. And we understand what the other is doing. And That's we're there analogy. together for that purpose. Yep. And so from my perspective, even if it is linked to the idea of parallel play, well, let's run the two households playing the same game by the same rules as much as we can. And there doesn't have to be conflict. Um, Also, you know, it comes down to the fact that 90%, of parenting when you're co-parenting is in your own household doing your own thing. Right. There is very small percentages that are overlapped. And so I think a a person who has the openness to write this the way they did, accepting some blame with some co-parenting counseling with maybe a parenting coordinator in place could very quickly set up a structure where they both maintained joint parenting in a way that they were happy with. And there's tons of different ways to do that. Right. I mean, I've seen cases where, you know, the mother is a doctor and she has always been the one to come up with medical decisions in the family. Sure. Because she's the one who knows. And the father is more interested in the kids schooling and their education. No harm, no foul. Mom, in that case, takes the medical decisions. Dad takes the educational decisions and they run those areas just like parents do all the time. Right. And in families that are still intact, right. it's very often the case that one parent takes on one sure. area and another parent takes on another. Sure. Whatever their areas of expertise or, or, interest. or what they're most interested in doing, you bet. Exactly. So there's no reason why that can't work here too. It doesn't have to be a conflict. It can, it can be managed well. And it's important for the kids to see that there is that communication and there is going to be um, rules that are enforced at both households and the discipline in one household to the extent possible will be respected at the other. I think that is important. I don't know. What do you think? Yes. And I think the the age of the children is always very important too, but I, I really stress with parents, no matter, no matter whether it's a true co-parenting kind of situation or parallel parenting where they, they look at what, the child or the children together would like to do in terms of, you know, let's say if you're doing a strict parallel parenting and you're not ever talking to the other one, you're not ever exchanging, you know, uh, a weekend or a week or something. If something special comes up, it could be the, you know, really strictly with that could be that the child or the children would be missing something important on, you know, like if a family um, event of some sort, uh, 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 reunion or um, some concert, you know, a ball game. Sure. Uh, yeah, sure. Or somebody anything. gets married or someone dies or, you know, there's, there's something where the children would need to attend um, that really does mess up this idea that you don't ever 
exchange a time, you know. And I think the children should be able to always be involved and be there, be present for those kinds of situations instead of just it wasn't that parent's weekend. Right. And honestly, from my perspective, if there is a situation in which the folks just cannot get along, the parents cannot get along at all, well, then I'm, I, I'm referring to that as a sole custody situation mm. where one parent's making all the decisions, but those decisions are going to travel with the child. Right. Right. So educational decisions, medical decisions. So that's where I get off the bus uh, thinking about this parallel parenting. Because you may be living separate lives, but your child isn't. Your child is going back and forth between the two homes. And so as much as you want to be on independent tracks, the problem is, is that you're connected for the rest of your lives. And the child can't exactly have parallel tracks in their brain for everything that, you know, they will probably be mentioning something that happened in their life at the other house. You know, I mean, how... It's really sad to me when I hear children say in one way or the other that they are not allowed to speak about the other house. Well, that means half of your life is taboo to talk about at the other house. Right. I don't know how people, I've often said it's a good thing I'm not the type to have an affair because I would be blowing it on myself. (laughs) I'd be telling on myself because I'm just going to talk about that other person probably, you know? And so I, I don't know how children can do it, but I see some that really do believe they have to be quiet about the other parent or the other house. I can so see you doing that. (laughs) I would, you know, he said the funniest thing. Wait, who? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I would, I tell you. So I don't know how children could possibly do it, but I know some that have such a pressure on them to never mention. Well, and that goes with one of our principles in our in the Co-Parent Academy, which is that children have the right to be free to love and love their parents without fear. That's one of my favorite principles. Yes, I think it is too. <laughs> and so making one home taboo is telling them you're not free in this house right. to love and admire the other parent. Right. Which is not cool. And to the other side of that, just like you said, if if one parent is stronger in one area than another, one of the absolute best things I've ever watched a parent do for the child is to praise those skills of the other parent. Right. If, I mean, the child just absolutely glows, and I think grows an inch or so, when a parent says, oh, I know where you got that creative ability. Uh, you know, your dad is a fabulous artist or, or your mom is amazing at math or you know, whatever it is. And it's just the child, first of all, seems taken aback because they don't seem to really expect that to come out of that parent. Right. And frequently that's coming in a reconciliation context where you would think the parent saying it is probably not real happy with the other parent, but yet they're able to initiate that kind of verbiage about them to their child. And it's giving permission. Oh, it's amazing what it gives the kid permission for. Yep, exactly. Okay, so we are not in favor of the parallel parenting for the most part. We understand that there are always outliers where that may be something necessary, and, and we don't pretend to have encountered every scenario. Um, but just for the most part, 
I would do everything I could to avoid a situation in which our co-parents are saying our lives are just going to be on separate tracks and our child has to jump from one to the other. I've even had situations where one, um, one parent may have a restraining order or a protective order still against the other parent. I remember one where the mother had a pretty much a, a lifelong or at least yeah. until the child was 18 um, protective order against the father. And I was the PC and they would come to my office separately. And we made really sure that she wasn't coming in contact with him. They sat in separate rooms and I would go back and forth and broker some co-parenting decisions about how to best take care of the kid. Yeah. And because even then, it was helpful yes, to have both perspectives. Well, the child was so young, as we've talked about before, where they needed some kind of communication regarding what the child was eating and their hygiene and so forth. And, right. and um, they, at least for a period of time, really needed that. All right. Well, that ding is letting us know that we're, that we're done. Or I left my computer volume on, so <laughs> which is not okay. Just wanted some attention. That's right. I was like, look at me. Mm-hmm. All right. Thanks for listening. If you'd like to leave questions, comments, or concerns, please email podcast at coparentacademy.com. And please remember to rate, review, and subscribe to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you listen.